What's up? You're listening to Bring Your Own, which is New Orleans' nomadic storytelling series that takes place in unconventional spaces within the community and airs on 89.9 WWNO, New Orleans NPR station. We over at BringYourOwnStories.com partner with organizations here in the city to throw events where we give eight storytellers seven minutes to respond to a theme with a story that just feels right. And this story told on January 12th, 2017 at the Circle Food Store at our event in partnership with the New Orleans Health Department. Our storyteller, Kendra Davis, draws the line between what feels right and what's actually good for us with her story about love. Remember to check out our other stories at www.org and bringyourownstories.com. Now, I give you Kendra Davis with her story, Do For Love. I like to think about love a lot. Anybody else? Woo! Okay, cool. I know my people. Um, so the reason that I, the, the way that I got to thinking about love all the time um, is not actually a love story. Back in April 2014, I was riding my bike to work just like I did every day. Um, it was a beautiful day. I, my stomach was filled with a delicious breakfast. Um, the skies were clear and, you know, it was warm but not too hot. So I was feeling really good. Um, the only thing that was throwing me off a little bit was this mango that was in this shoulder bag I was wearing. It was causing me to wobble in the road. So for a minute, I considered asking my partner at the time, who was a few feet ahead of me, to hold it. But I have a lot of pride, so that wasn't about to happen. And plus, I was only a few feet from work. But I guess the mango had other plans, because the next thing I knew, I was cycling forward. The bag flew into my front spokes. I flipped over my handlebars, and I was splayed out in the street looking at my blood everywhere. And the teeth that were supposed to be in my mouth were also in the street. Uh, My jaw was shattered. So before I went into surgery, I decided to make a gratitude list with my ex. I was feeling nervous, and I thought that this would be a way to like, restore some hope. So like, I drew this giant line down a piece of paper, and I wrote my initial on one side and his on the other. And we went back and forth saying all the things that were good in our lives. And the list was huge, which is awesome. And of course, our names were at the top somewhere um, of each other's lists. So even though I was hurt and injured, I didn't feel unhealthy because I felt loved. Fast forward a few days, we're in the car driving to the hospital for a follow-up appointment. My jaw's all wired shut like Kanye. And I had just found out that my ex was late paying the phone bill. Again, the one that was in my name, the one that was due the day I crashed. And he told me he was mad at me for not reminding him to pay it. And so for the first time, I said, I'm mad at you for needing a reminder every month. And I'm especially mad at you for expecting a reminder the same day my body literally broke apart. The next thing I knew, he swerved through two lanes of traffic and into the first side spot he could see, got out of the car, went around the back, opened the passenger door where I was sitting there and started screaming this close to my face. He was calling me all sorts of names and telling me I wasn't good enough and I wasn't understanding. And I was just sitting there numb. I realized that this was the first time that this happened in public. We had all of this traffic on our left, and people were walking up and down the block on our right. But I also realized it was probably the several millionth time that nobody said anything or did anything. This wasn't the worst of of these kinds of times, and it wasn't the last one either. But it was the one where something clicked. You know when you have that click moment? I was like, oh yeah, right, this is not love. There's no way that it could be. Even though I was injured and hurt, which I already knew, I started to wonder for the first time about my mind and my heart and the fact that they were probably injured more and that this started way before my accident. 
So suddenly I didn't feel very healthy anymore because I didn't feel loved at all. This experience and some others like it got me thinking about how much we love to mix up messages of love and abuse and how many mixed messages we receive in the media, right? Like we call instability passion and we call stability boring and we call constant texts and phone calls and being together all the time cute instead of stalkerish. And perhaps worst of all, we ask questions like, why did she stay? Or what did they do instead of why is he violent? And perhaps scariest of all, we rarely turn the mirror on ourselves and ask, how am I love? How am I violence? And how did I get here? The truth is we all have the capacity to be love and we all have the capacity to be violence. As much as I wish it were really black and white, like, you know, that guy over there is and will always be violence and that person over there is and will always be love, it's not really like that. The gray area is really, really real and we have to struggle against it every day. For example, I recently saw a map of New Orleans that made my mouth drop so big, I swear it was gonna break again. It showed how long people were expected to live based on what neighborhoods they lived in. And I realized that if I leave my house on the corner of Bienville and Lopez and cycle three minutes south to my neighbors on Iberville, they're expected to live 25 years less than if I leave my house and cycle 10 minutes west to Carrollton. 25 years, you guys, that's violent. It's violent and it's not love. And the reason that this has to do with me is because people who have been making decisions for a really long time and continue to make decisions today that have created that 25-year gap have similar backgrounds to me. They're mostly white and they mostly come from a lifetime of opportunity. And that didn't happen by accident but by choice. And that means but by because of who I am, I have inherited a legacy of violence. But since I'm really committed to love and to being love and acting through love, this means that I have no choice but to alter this legacy of violence. There's no way for racism and love to coexist, and there's no way for classism and love to coexist. So if I want to work towards love, I have to work against these things that are within me and within my community, right? So I'm convinced that in order to be a healthy community, we have to be a loving community. Do you guys agree? Cool. So I believe we're already well on the way there too. Like I see love in this city all the time and it's the number one reason I love living here and want to live here forever. But I think that to, in order to get even better, we can remember one thing. There's no such thing as violent love and there's no such thing as loving violence. So I hope that in all that I do and in all that we do, we can always work against violence and towards love. Thank you. Yeah.